you're listening to season three of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a confidence and career coach, I am a huge believer that success is strongly linked to having a positive mindset. My mission is to empower ambitious women like you to gain the confidence to smash your goals and keep progressing in your career. In this series, I will be sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you get ahead in your career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, my ambitious ladies, and welcome back to the Achieve With Me podcast. Now, today is the second interview episode of season three, and I am so excited to introduce to you today, Renee Feek. Renee is an expert in a topic that I'm actually fascinated about, and this episode is going to be super interesting. So a little bit about her. Renee works with women to help them build a business that aligns with their cycles so that they can begin to optimize their time. The result they have is more energy so that they can hustle less, do less, but still make a bigger impact and more profits in their business. I'd absolutely love to hear more, and I'm sure you guys would too. So welcome to Achieve With Me. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so pumped up and excited to be here. Oh, I'm so pleased. And I think it'd be so great to hear a little bit more to, as part of introduction, because I probably butchered that. So apologies. No um, worries. I know that probably a lot of the listeners will be keen to hear a bit more about your background, but also probably thinking a bit more about what do they mean when they say cycles? So that's probably a great place to start if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, yes, I'm Renee. I am a mom of three. And then I have a business where I work with women, really helping them achieve their goals using cycles. And the big one that comes to mind is the menstrual cycle and how it impacts our bodies throughout the day and throughout the month. But we also have some other rhythms and cycles, whether it be in the whole year, we have different seasons and cycles in there, but then we also have cycles in the day. And all of these different cycles impact the amount of energy we have. They impact the way we think. They impact the amount of focus that we have, creativity, productivity, and all of those types of things. And so many times I found that women would be going through these cycles, which are totally normal and feeling like there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with their momentum, something wrong with their motivation, something wrong with productivity, like something wrong And so, because most of what's out there right now is all talking about like hustle and go and be consistent, you know, be committed, like all these things. And so there's this expectation of what that looks like. And as women, we're very different and our hormones and our bodies, they're very different throughout the day, throughout the month, throughout the year. And so when we tap into that, it changes the game on a much bigger level. So that's kind of a little bit about that. Wow. Amazing. I find it fascinating because I know that it's something that I've personally struggled with a lot to the point where I mean I know that you just kind of described it but to the point where I would be feeling so confident one day and Mm -hmm. the next day be really just doubting my ability to even get up and go to work so I know how much it can kind of paralyze you from moving forward and I'm sure that 
a lot of the listeners will have maybe had this situation, but perhaps not made that connection Mm -hmm. that perhaps it could have been because of that. So it's so interesting. So what made you kind of get into studying this and helping women with it? Uh, to be totally honest, it was totally coincidental. It's like one of those things that just lands, right? And it was actually at a mastermind that I was a part of. We had a guest speaker that was talking a, a little bit about it. And it wasn't even something that I don't think she fully used as a business. It was just like a tool and an asset inside the program that we had. And so I started it then. I started kind of just paying attention to it, started being aware of it using it a little bit, but not fully embracing it and kind of just using it on the back end of what I did. And I started sharing it with some friends and like, even my best friend was like, this was life-changing. Like this changed so much about how I looked at just my day-to-day and how much more permission I gave myself. So many people, especially as moms are struggling with like mom guilt and, and, you know, these expectations. And so it changes the mindset in a lot of ways just like knowing that these rhythms are happening. So I started sharing it a little bit just inside some of my programs. Same thing. Like women were over and over and over again saying like, oh my gosh, I've noticed these, but I didn't realize it was predictable. Didn't realize I could leverage it. Didn't realize I could use it. I just thought it was just the way things are. And so then that was kind of the catalyst of like, okay, more people need this, particularly in business where so much of the business world is dominated by these very masculine sorts of ideas. And this is the way, this is the only way to build a business, right? Or this is the only way to make it happen. And women were just very different. And so when we, when women are really successful in the business world, it oftentimes comes with a sacrifice in some area, whether that be health or family or something in some way, shape or form. And so that that's where I'm like, we can transform the way women are doing business and the way they're doing work and really bring in so that you don't have to sacrifice in those other areas. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. so important. And yeah, I think that you're so right in the fact that women do have to sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. And there's almost that kind of there's just not that need or desire to understand from from a masculine perspective, which I think is mm-hmm. really frustrating because it's very much not so much a taboo subject, I suppose, but it's just something that isn't talked about. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a kind of a lot of embarrassment surrounding, you know, the ups and downs that we do have throughout that period. And so I think that would definitely make some women inclined to almost hold back as well mm-hmm. in terms of what they put themselves forward for and what energy they invested into that. So mm-hmm. I think learning about this could be one of the most important things that women learn because they can begin to plan more effectively. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely fascinated about it. So in terms of how you've seen the changes that have approached from from women who have started mm-hmm. to learn this what would you say the biggest wins that they've cited have been yeah well so there's different times throughout the month right we have a bunch of different hormones but two of the big players in hormones are estrogen and progesterone and estrogen is more dominant in that first half of the month and so that's the month that most like high achieving women really love because it's a very focused on you know achievement getting things done checking off the to list feeling very productive and the second half of the month is more dominated by progesterone which is much more of the, the 
the hormone that's predominant during pregnancy and things like that. So it has much more of those like calm nesting type turn inward sorts of sort of feelings. And so when you have these two drastic players and you're not necessarily aware of what's happening in your body, you might be wasting a lot of the, the productivity energy that you have not knowing it's the wrong, like at the wrong time. So what I have seen a lot of times is with the clients and the women that I've worked with, one is that they give themselves permission. <laughs> That's like the <laughs> biggest thing that during that recharge phase that I that you have at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, whichever way you look at it, is that most women are not allowing themselves that recharge. They're hustling through, they're pushing through, they're, they're, they don't allow themselves to slow down, right? We Society is talking so much about the need for self-care, but a lot of women feel like it's A, something else they have to add to the to-do list, or they're doing things that don't actually recharge them. And then it just becomes like this extra draining piece. So the recharge really is about focused on letting women take a break once a month because you need that break in order to hit into that next accelerate phase when you have that high productivity. And so when women are doing that well, when they're allowing themselves to recharge and then to accelerate, they're getting so much more done. So I've seen people be able to get even stuff done around your house so much more efficiently, right? Like, I don't know how many times I've talked to women where they're like, the pile of laundry sits there for three weeks and I try and I try and I try and I just cannot get the motivation to do it and to get it done. Sometimes that's the task itself, but other times it is really truly like trying to force yourself to do something when it's out of alignment with when your body's really ready to get that done. You know, I'm sure that we've all had those times where we sit there and we're trying to get the house cleaned up and we like bust through the music's on, we jam through and it's like the house feels so good when we're done. And other times it just feels like we're dragging. So, I mean, that's just looking at the house, but the same thing happens in our business or when you sit down to write and you feel like I cannot write right now. I, the creativity juices are just not there. That feeling of writer's block, you know, and then you sit there and force yourself to try to get it done. And it has so many errors or it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like your best work, all of that type of stuff. So it really like helping women step into alignment with their cycle puts you in a place of really operating at your peak, feeling like things flow a little bit easier and you're producing better work. Mm -hmm. And then you also allow yourself a lot more space to really recharge and refresh and get going that way. So I don't know if that totally answered the question that you were asking, but I thought that might be helpful to give a little bit of an insight on how the cycle really plays into that productivity and energy throughout the month. Yes, thank you. It was really helpful yeah. to get the background sort of regarding the hormones and everything. So that was really great that you kind of went back to there. And I suppose really what you're saying is, you're kind of maximizing that energy that you have mm -hmm. and really making sure that you get as much done possible there. And then giving yourself the grace to say, if I'm not feeling it on this time, this is why it's perfectly normal. And I know that the cycle will begin again and I'm going to get this fresh wave of energy. So yes. that's really good to know. And I bet really reassuring for a lot of people as well that yeah. you know, it is just going to come back around. Mm -hmm. um, so the women that you work with then in, in terms of their businesses, you really look at how you can help them to kind of become more productive during that time and really make the most of it. How specifically do you help them to, to how, how, I suppose the question I'm trying to ask is, how specifically do you illustrate that cycle for them to help them to align with that? 
Mm-hmm. Well, so particularly like, so in your business, we really go off of like your menstrual cycle, right? Especially with like solopreneurs that are trying to do everything on their own and maybe are delegating a little bit is that so much of what we're doing inside our businesses is geared based off of how we're feeling, right? So looking at things like a launch particularly, right? So if, if a, one of my clients is scheduling out a launch, we schedule that based on when she's going to be at her prime time to be upfront doing that, like those, those big trainings or webinars or whatever it might be really specifically scheduling it based on when her cycle is so that she's operating at her prime. And then we backtrack all of the other tasks, all of the other things that she's going to need to get done for that launch. And we schedule them into her calendar when she's working on them, what she's doing based on those prime times in her cycle. So looking at like, okay, I've got to get these emails written. I've got to get this content done. I've got to create these social media posts and reels and things like that. And really planning out her calendar based on when she's actually going to be at the prime time to do all of those things with that launch date in mind. Or looking at other things like, hey, I like really kind of planning out that launch runway with that in mind and knowing that. And so looking at other things like a lot of time I find women are working in this like hamster wheel repeat sort of feeling every single day. Like I've got to check my email, I've got to create social media, I've got to show up for my clients. I've got to create content. Like it's just this like never ending hamster wheel of the same thing over and over and over again. And I think that's what kind of drains a lot of us in business is that feeling of we're doing the same things over and over and over again. And I think that that's where that consistency, right? We tout like consistency gets over touted in the business world of like, just show up consistently, just push and do it consistently. And I really think there's an element of like doing and being consistently, but what you're doing throughout the month needs to shift and change mm-hmm. and realign with where you're at so that you really can produce your best work and you're not feeling like you're doing the same thing on rinse and repeat every single day. And I think that's one, what drains a lot of solopreneurs or business owners, but also what drains women's energy and doesn't operate in alignment. So that's kind of what it looks like is helping women kind of look at like, what are your big goals? Like, what are those things that you want to accomplish in your business? What are those big things you want to accomplish in life? And how do we balance those two things out so that there's enough time delegated for each one and really maximizing on where you're at to get all of those to-dos done in a way that works with your peak productivity zones? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And especially from a launch perspective as well, because I know that there's so much that can throw you off during that time anyway. So mm-hmm. making sure that you're, you've basically got all the resources there to to make a successful launch. So that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Cause I think even just like the launch mentality, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about like onboarding clients all the time versus an evergreen versus a launch and like versus all these different types of things. And somebody was asking me about like my dream, like what I want my business model to look like. And I said, truly, it really is that like big, like push launch one time a year sort of model because that like just looking at the phases of the the year as well as the phases of the month, like I really do feel like as women, that's more in line with what we're really made to do. Mm-hmm. It might take a little while to build up to that where you could really only launch one time of year. But I do firmly believe that we have 
that more launch type model, like method where you're like, you have some space, you build up, you ramped up, you have this big thing and then you take a rest. Like Mm -hmm. that I think is very much in much more alignment with where women are at. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. makes total sense. Mm -hmm. I suppose for, um, for a lot of the listeners. So a lot of the listeners are kind of working in corporate jobs and they're trying to move up in their career. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what they are trying to do is make sure that they're getting noticed for the right things, going over and above. And it differs so much from being an entrepreneur because they don't have that time where they can say, do you know what, you know, I'm going to work extra next week and take a rest. So what would you recommend for people that don't necessarily have that freedom as to how they can begin to monitor their cycles to, I suppose, get the most out of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times, like I've found, even if you're only able to adjust a small fraction of the amount of tasks that you're doing in the day based on your cycle, you're going to start to notice. So even if it's just in your exercise, right? Like not doing a hit high intensity workout every single day throughout the month, but that you adjust your workout intensities based on that, you're going to start to notice a little bit of difference. Maybe what time you go to bed, what time you get up, those subtle little differences that you allow your body to adjust and recuperate or push hard or not is going to impact the way you show up at work. The other thing that you can do is like simple things, even in the day. So I know we talked a lot about the menstrual cycles, but we have daily rhythms too. Mm. So we have these rhythms up and down throughout the day that are going to impact the way we show up and the amount of energy that we have and things like that. So scheduling as much as you can in your day based on those cycles will really help make a big difference. So for instance, I still work in the hospital. I, I work in the NICU. So I hustle my butt off as much as I can in the morning. I see as many of the babies that I can. I go back to back to back to back. I rarely take a break or chart or do any of that kind of stuff. Then when the afternoon comes, I know I'm going to have a dip in my energy and I'm going to have a dip in my productivity and I'm going to want to relax a little bit more. So I I do most of my charting and my paperwork that time of the day. So not everybody's going to have the freedom and the luxury to like reschedule their days even based on that. But looking at where you're taking phone calls, where you're responding to emails, where you're working on big projects and really maximizing when your productivity time zones are and when you feel most aligned to that will help you in that sense. Other things like asking for a raise or doing big presentations. If you're able to do those things in times where you're the most magnetic, right? So like typically right around ovulation Mm. is when your body is the most at its peak to have hard conversations, to ask for big things like that, like a raise, to do presentations, all of those types of things. So if you have any bit of a, a like autonomy in your schedule and can move things around, or you have any sort of that, like having those things in the back of your mind will be helpful in planning those things out. Now, the other thing that I've talked to people about is that looking at those like week to week, we can get really specific on what we're doing in those tasks, but even just expanding out and looking at those bigger hormones that are playing throughout the month, you know, you're going to have one half of the month. If you even look at like one half and that's much more geared towards getting stuff done and one half that's much more geared towards, you know, more details and in, in, in word sorts of tasks, 
even if it's close, right? Like if, even if you know, like, Hey, this one week of the month is not my prime time, but if I can get closer to this, like if I can schedule it next week, instead of this week, Mm. even those like subtle little shifts and subtle little changes will be helpful for you. So I really highly believe that like, even in corporate, like, even if it's only the things you're doing outside of work, right? Like if you're in that time frame of the month, when you're much more geared towards being social and going out and engaging with other people you're and doing those things in that phase versus trying to do those things in the phase when you're feeling like I just need to take a break and I need rest and I need restoration and relaxation and that kind of thing. Even if it's just outside of work, you're going to start to notice that refueling and feeling much more in alignment that is going to then impact and have those ripples in the amount of stuff you're getting done at work. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Cause I was just thinking, mm-hmm kind of back to my corporate career. And whilst I probably would have said, oh, well, I can't change my routine. You know, I have to do things in a certain order. Really, even thinking to the daily schedule, you know, there were certain things where I absolutely could have got the the necessary things, the fundamental things done in the first half of the day and definitely done some easier things in the afternoon. So I think Mm -hmm. if there are any listeners thinking, Hmm, I'm struggling to think of how I could adjust it. I think just be really honest with yourself. And even if you think, oh no, you know, my boss always wants this done by them, maybe sit down and say to them, you know, I've noticed that I'm a lot more productive in the morning. You don't have to talk about your cycle. You could just say, yeah. I've noticed I'm really productive in the mornings. You know, could I potentially switch this around? And yeah. nine times out of 10, they're not going to be that bothered, are they? Mm-hmm. No. And it really, if you do, if you approach it from like an ROI mm-hmm. or a money sort of way, right? Like that's what businesses are all about is like, how can I make, maximize my time and money? Right. And even now there's more and more businesses going towards a four day work week, yeah. noticing that when they go to that four day work week, they increase the productivity of their, their employees significantly. So if you come at it from that point of view and say like, Hey, if I'm able to to, you know, shift my schedule around this. I think that I could increase my productivity load and get more done faster by 25% or whatever. Like you can start to kind of fiddle with numbers if you're in a numbers based place. Mm -hmm. Right. And really prove and show that like, Hey, I am much more productive when I do this. Right. So it is about redefining and kind of just you coming from that perspective of, what's going to be in it for them and how can I motivate them to be on board with me making these adjustments and shifts and then having that conversation when you're your peak part of the time of the month will be helpful too. But really, I think it is about just showing, especially coming in, like most businesses are very masculine driven and masculine run. So bringing in that feminine element of like, hey, we don't operate on like you turn us on and we go all of the time. We have these ups and downs throughout the day, right? Like we have these elements of up and down. And I really can use those to my advantage and help you in your business if I use those to my advantage. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, while you were were talking then, I was just thinking, this might be a stupid question because I know you work with women, but do, do men have any kind of cycles 
Yeah. So men, typically testosterone is their primary player and or hormone. And that one gets kind of a reset every single day. So they have ups and downs, definitely in the daily cycles, you'll see a lot more, but testosterone tends to kind of start at its peak in the morning and then wane as the day goes on. And so then they wake up the next morning feeling really refreshed and they're gung-ho and they go again. And I think that that's why women kind of have, when the, that are operating in that sort of a model feel like they're on this hamster wheel is because they're not getting that reset of hormone every day like men are, but they're operating in a world that has that feeling of like every day is a reset. And so they kind of have this disconnect there, but men definitely do. And I know we're talking, I was talking on a podcast at one point, we were talking about like women that get really frustrated when their husbands come home and they like sit in the driveway for 20 minutes before they actually come (laughs) in the house. And they're in the house being like, I know you're here. Like, why do you not come in? Or same thing, like on the toilet, right? Like they, it was like, why does it take you an hour to go to the bathroom? Like, but it's that, that's their, that's them using that reset. They're resetting, they're recharging, like they're in that dip zone. And so when we can step back and recognize that and honor that same thing, giving them the permission to recharge so that when they come in and they're all in on family life, or they're all in on engaging with you or whatever it might be that they're showing up at their fullest potential. And they've had that element of a recharge. I think there's this expectation just for all of us, like men and women and everybody in particular that we have to be on all the time. And I really have started to really embrace like the Tesla analogy of looking at a Tesla that being one of the fastest cars in the world right now, going from zero to 60 in like three seconds, it runs all on battery. So if it's not charged, it's not going to go anywhere and you have to recharge. Like that recharge is essential. I think a lot of us believe that it's a non-essential, like wishful, it would be great if I had the time to recharge X, Y, Z, but we really are throttling our ability to accelerate at the peak that we're able to accelerate by not recharging. Like yeah. a Tesla, if it's like running on a low battery, it's not going to go as fast. It's not going to, you know, get to that highest potential because it hasn't had that element of recharge. And we as human beings are the same way. Yeah. That is the best analogy. I absolutely love that. And I think as well, because Teslas are quite sexy, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's quite good for people to relate to because I think that recharging and that sort of thing has been seen as like a weakness mm-hmm. almost in the past, mm-hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous because, you know, even at a basic level, you know, humans have to sleep every night, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it makes sense if you have to kind of recharge energetically as well mm-hmm. um, and, and I suppose hormonally. So that's really interesting. Well, yeah. when you think about the way that a lot of women tend to perform, so I know that you work with women in business predominantly, do you ever see people get to really low points and not be able to kind of, or, or kind of struggle to get out of that, even when you identify that the cycle's affecting that. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to that idea of like thinking about certain emotions or certain feelings are bad, right. Or that we shouldn't be feeling certain ways. And I was talking to a friend recently, I saw this quote up that was like talking about for every minute you're angry, that's 60 seconds of lost happiness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, I really don't agree with that because that puts into this idea that feeling those emotions is a bad thing. And I really do think that 
all spectrum of emotions is okay. It's a matter of how we respond to them and what we do with them that really makes the big difference, right? Like if we stay in hatred and anger all the time and we take that out on somebody, that's not a healthy way of processing that emotion. But we can allow the emotions to come up and process them and then learn from them and use them appropriately. So I think that kind of brings into that conversation, but I do notice like there is that one week of the month when most women are like, I suck. I'm doing an awful job. I'm a horrible mom. I'm a horrible wife. I'm a horrible business person. I'm, I'm failing at everything I'm doing right now. And then it becomes, we start to spiral. And a lot of times what happens is those thoughts and those feelings and those emotions aren't that are coming up, aren't inherently bad in and of themselves, But when we start to identify with them and they become our identity and that becomes a part of who we are, then that starts to show up and shape the way we respond and act in the next phase of our month or in life in general. But when we know that those feelings are there, so like like just recently, I was going through one of those low points and I was like this sucks. I want to burn my business down. I feel like I'm a horrible (laughs) mom. I'm doing an awful job. And I know right now this is just the way I'm feeling. And next week I'll be okay. But I'm going to allow myself to feel like this right now. It doesn't mean that that's who I am or what's happening. It's just what I'm feeling right now. And so it kind of creates this disconnect between I can feel these things and it's not who I am versus when we don't have that awareness, it starts to become, I feel these things, therefore I am, therefore this is how I show up and therefore I limit what I'm possible to do. So I think even just that distinction of the awareness, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to feel those low points. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to feel heavy or feel heavy emotions or feel triggered, right? Like I find that most of the time when I'm feeling triggered, it means I'm not honoring my cycle, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever get triggered. And so when I do get triggered, I know and I recognize like, oh, this was because all month I was go, 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 go because I had to. I wasn't honoring these ups and downs in my rhythm. I'm feeling way over triggered right now. It doesn't mean I'm a horrible, bad person. I'm doing an awful job. It just means I was not doing a great job at honoring where I was throughout my cycle this month. So I'm feeling a little bit higher stress load. I'm feeling a little bit more overwhelmed. I can fix this next month. I know what to do. It's not who I am. So I really feel like that a a distinction, even just like not being like feel the emotion, but it doesn't mean that's who you are. Makes the difference. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you have to validate how you're feeling and just Mm -hmm. because the second that we try and be like, oh, I'm not feeling like this. It's just hormones. It's almost like that then becomes guilt Yes. That we're feeling something. So we have to, it it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? We have to Mm -hmm. kind of embrace and accept the feelings, but also Mm -hmm. accept that, you know, they're temporary. So I found that really interesting. So let's say I had a client and I was saying to her, you know, you need to be mindful of the cycles and these all affect it. And she said, great, where do I go to find out where I am in my cycle. Do you have any resources or like, how do you best work with people? I guess. Yeah. Well, so the first step is awareness, right? Like going even back to something you mentioned earlier about like this taboo sort of topic Mm. is that most women are not tracking their cycles at all. Mm. Like, let alone, like they don't even necessarily know what day they're going to start, but they're not even tracking anything else beyond that if they are tracking that. So that is going to be step number one. And 
so tracking your cycle first off is like step number one. And then once you've started to great, great, get some awareness around when your cycle starts, is it regular? Is it irregular? Or do you feel certain things throughout the month? All of those types of things. Then you can start layering in like, okay, I feel this high burst of energy right around day three through seven or whatever. And, and what I do is I help kind of give a predictable sort of rhythm on top of that. But then it is about helping women get more intuitive of listening to their bodies because we all are going to have things that go off. We're going to have different things that are up and down, even if we're using a very predictable schedule, like the rhythm of your menstrual cycle tends to be very predictable if we can overlay it. But sometimes we're going to have off things and things come out of the blue where like I was in my recharge phase just recently, but there was like, I want to go for a run. My body says, go for a run, go for a run. Right? So if you were looking at the paper, it would say, don't do this. But at the same time, this is what your body is saying. So it really is. That's the first step is like starting to listen to your body and knowing that your body is going to be a very big guide for you. It is your vehicle, right? Like to do all of the other goals that you have, whether you have goals at work, you have goals at life, family relationships, like whatever your goals are, your body is the vehicle that's going to help you do that. Mm -hmm. So paying attention to your body first and really listening to getting into that like body centric sort of perspective will help you long-term in a lot of different areas. So that awareness is definitely number one. Um, I would be happy if you want to link up. I do have like a three ways that your cycle is impacting business um, sort of handout, like a guide thing. And in there is a tracker. So you could start tracking and just like paying attention to all of the different cues and things that are going on in your body throughout the month. And that would definitely be the first place to start is just that awareness, even waking up every day and asking yourself, like, what does my body feel today? can be a huge shift for you going forward because as soon as you bring in that awareness, you're going to start to make subtle little shifts in the way you show up every day. Wow. So Mm -hmm. firstly, thank you so much. I'm sure that that would be fantastic to share with the listeners. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So am I right in my assessment of what you've just said in that it's pretty much bespoke to your body? So it's not like you can say, right, it's this week, you're likely to feel like this, but it depends on you. Yeah. So there are like four distinct phases, right? Like there are these, we've got the recharge phase, your accelerate phase, connect phase and reflect phase. Those correspond with like your luteal phase and your follicular phase, like those other phases. But being that I work with women in regards to time and productivity and building, I've kind of redefined them in a much more tangible way to how that relates to work and business and life. Um, But they are those phases. So in theory, like we would have a 28-day cycle. But if you ask 90% of women, they're going to tell you, I don't have a a 28-day cycle every single month. It doesn't look exact. And so there is these predictable overlays that we can say, this is typical. This is how it should be happening. Or maybe the way it happens for a majority of women, but you might be a little bit different, right? So like I have a client right now we were talking and she's like, my cycle is usually like 24 to 25 days. So 
looking at her, per, like looking at her cycle, we have to kind of overlay those four different phases within what works for her cycle. Whereas for my cycles tends to run more of like a 34 day cycle. So for me, 34 days versus her 24 days, those same four phases are going to be the same, but the way they show up in our month are going to be a little bit different based on those cycles. Um, and looking at a lot of women have irregular cycles. So it's about helping them. One, we can help bring more of those cycles into alignment if we're focused on the stressors and those things that our bodies are having. Like I've noticed a lot of women start to get much more regular when they start to live into these four different phases. But even if you don't, or even if you don't have a cycle, I firmly believe that as women, we are meant, or even men, I think we all need all four of these different phases, right? Like we need relationship and connection. We need feelings of uh, productivity and accomplishment. We need time to reflect and focus in on what our inner self needs. And then we need those times to recharge. Like I really feel like we need all four of those to really feel balanced. Mm -hmm. So it's about tapping into how do we create those phases, even if you don't have a cycle or even if you are man, like even if you need these other things, I really do feel like we need all four of those things. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's so useful to know though, as a guide to kind of say, this is, this is the phase when it's likely to occur. So that mm-hmm. people that are kind of beginners to tracking the cycle can look out for those sorts of behaviors and mm-hmm. then kind of correspond with them to say, Yes, that was happening yesterday, but it's not so much today. So I'll make a note of that and just really mm-hmm. get to know themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that is just so so interesting, and I'm really excited yeah. to begin yeah. to apply this to my life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, like like there's some phases you might notice much more readily than others, right? Like you might say gosh, I feel so productive right now, but you may not necessarily feel that creativity pull. And so by looking at that, you can put like, okay, here's the label, here's productivity on my calendar. So knowing that then my creativity should be two weeks later. And so you they can use that schedule like or use that predictable pattern based on those bigger pulls that you might feel and then fully lay into it versus a lot of times if you might feel that really big productivity phase, but when you get to the creative phase, you might not even be doing anything creative there because you don't have that feeling, that pull quite the same. And so you might be neglecting those needs internally, if that makes sense. So it's kind of about balancing that out and using like a little bit of the feel, a little bit of the predictability, a little bit. It's like, like science, if we were to put it together of kind of matching it up so that it works for each person. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fascinating. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful that you've come to the show to share all of your really important knowledge with stuff that I genuinely know is going to change people's lives if they apply it to what they're looking at. So thank you so much. So um, much. Renee, if the listeners want to find you, where's the best place to find you online? Yeah. So I love to hang out on Instagram. So that's my favorite place to be would be at Instagram. Um, I'm at Renee Fick on there. My website is Renee Fick. And then if you want to download that download, it is a free like guide that you can use. Um, it would just be at reneefick.com backslash cycle sync biz. And you can download that and get kind of some outline there of a lot of the stuff we've talked about today, but then also has that tracker and things in there for you to get started. Yeah, wonderful. I would highly recommend that everybody does that. Um, I will include all the links for everybody to find you in the show notes 
of the podcast. So yeah. thank you very much. And definitely keep in touch because I would love to keep in touch and hear about your next products and working together and all that lovely stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And if you'd like to understand a little bit more about how confidence coaching could help you, please do visit my website, which is rachelharriotcoaching.co.uk. Have a wonderful day.